Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. And so if you are taking notes, my, uh, uh, the title of my message today is called You Have Been Set Free. You have been set free. Amen. And, and this is something that uh, we must never forget. We must never uh, begin to see church as just religion. No, you have been set free. Don't, don't worship in a religious way. You know, a lot of times people come to church and they bring their own religious baggage into church. And they go like, oh, I'm looking for a church that sings hymns only. I'm looking for a church that, you know, does not have the drums. Or I'm looking for a church that has the drums. Or looking for a church that has this, doesn't have that. And, and, and many times you just got to go like, hey, worship is not about us. It's about Him. And, and we should worship Him because He set us free to worship Him. You know, that you can see this. You know, those of you who read the Bible, you know that even when God uh, went to rescue the people out of Egypt, He told Moses to confront Pharaoh and says that, let my people go so that they can worship me. You know, so God wants us to worship Him in freedom. God wants us to live in freedom. God wants us to, to, to really, you know, be set free. And so, you know, I want to explore the theme of freedom today. And so if you have your Bibles, can you turn with me to Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 to 26. We're going to read that. Is that okay? Galatians 5, 13 to 26. And uh, we're going to read God's Word. And uh, if you don't have a Bible, it's okay. We, have, we will have it flashed up on the screen. But it's always, always, always amazing to have a Bible. This is, this is you know, God's gift to us. And uh, we should read it and, uh, you know, be blessed by it. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 says this, For you, brethren, some translations like the NIV say, For you, brothers and sisters, brethren, family, uh, you have been called to liberty. You have been called into freedom. Only do not use this freedom, this liberty, as an opportunity for the flesh, for, for the darker aspects, for the more intrusive, you know, uh, uh, personalities that, that, that we, we have. You know, all of us here, you know, we have a kind of like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Uh, uh, you know, we have our good days and then we have our, we have our bad days, you know. Uh, and uh, some, some of you, you know, you count me on my bad days. You know, sometimes I catch you on your bad days and, and we are like that. And so the Word of God tells us, hey, you've been set free, but, but don't use this freedom for, for the bad things. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. And the Word of God is reminding us that God has set you free so that you can love each other. Don't fight because if you do that, you end up destroying each other. That's what God's Word is saying. I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another. You know, uh, it, it's kind of like that, that, I'm not sure if you watched that movie, but, but you know that, that, that uh, movie called Venom. And you have this, this person, this superhero, but then he has this darker persona who's always asking him to do all the worst things, you know, like eat someone's head, you know, kill that person. And he's like, no, I can't, I need to be a, a superhero and... And, 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 you know, in a way, that, that spoke to me because it's like we're wrestling against our flesh. And, and so, you know, the Word of God is saying that, you know, you, you're been set free. And the reason why we use our freedom in, in a bad way, in a poor way, in a way that doesn't honor God, is because we have this dark compulsion within us. 
And so how do, we, how do we win the battle against our flesh? How do we win the battle against the, 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 the poisonous aspects of our lives? It's through walking in the Spirit. Amen? And so that you do not, so that, you know, the, the Spirit is against the flesh and they are contrary, they are opposite to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, reveries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. You know, sometimes in church, when we read some of these more uncomfortable passages of the Bible, especially passages of the Bible that comes with like an ultimatum, if you don't change, this will happen to you. You know, if you practice these things, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. You know, I understand that, you know, we could come from different walks of backgrounds, but let me encourage you. This can sound very scary. Some of you might be reading this and you're wondering, oh no, did I just lose my salvation? Is pastor, is that what you're trying to tell me? No, no, no. I'm here to also encourage you. I'm saying that the Word of God says that those who practice such things, practice such things, that means you do it and you do it and you do it and you do it and it becomes your life. And maybe some of us here, there are moments of days where we, we fall into all the categories. I, I doubt there's anyone here, you read this and you go like, yeah, no, doesn't apply to me. No, right? If not, the, the very least would be things like, I don't know, jealousy, selfish ambition. Have, how many of you are competitive people? Raise your hands. Yeah, selfish ambition. Anyway, just, just joking. Just joking. Not really. Anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and all these things, right? Dissensions, hatred, you know, uh, all these things. We are guilty. And the law says that if, if you don't wake up and realize that these things don't continue to indulge in them, some of us, we justify. I'm just like that. I'm just competitive. I don't care. No, uh, I'm, uh, this is a dog-eat-dog world. I don't, I don't care. No, God says you should care. Because if you continue to live this way, it's not that God will disown you. You will disqualify yourself. Let's continue read on. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with His passions and desires. And if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And all the Spirit-filled people say, Amen, right? Let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envying one another. Amen. Lots to go through, but don't worry. We will unpack it. Amen? And so God wants us to be reminded again this morning, you have been set free. Not set free so that you can continue to, you know, uh, you know enjoy uh, sin, but you've been set free and you've been set apart. And, and, and there are three things that God has set us free so that we can enjoy. And, 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 and you know, I've come up with three points for you and point of one is this, belong. You have been set free to belong. Let me first explain. When Paul wrote this, he started off, he didn't go like, Oi, Galatians. No, he says, brethren. He says, brothers. Sisters, he's writing to a group of people that he knows are struggling. 
struggling and wrestling to do the right thing. And, and that's, that's all of us. Amen? And yet, even then, he didn't call them by any other name except to say that, hey, brothers, sisters. He's trying to remind them that, hey, no matter what you're going through right now, no matter what you're feeling right now, even if you're having a really bad day right now, don't ever forget this, that God has set you free, but not only free to, for anything, but free to belong. You belong to Him now. He has you. Amen? And this is something that we need to first really get it locked into our head. In, in, in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, you know, God reminds us of this. He says this, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know Him. But if you knew Him, you would know that you are a child of God. All of us here, we've been given a great privilege, a great blessing. We've been set free, not just so to figure out faith. We've been set free so that now we no longer belong to the world, but we belong to Him. And sometimes we gotta, we got to take a step back and appreciate. I love that, you know, the Apostle John said that, you know, what manner of love, what kind of love, what kind of crazy love is this? What kind of upside-down love is this? That God will, will, will call us His own. Friends, you have been set free so that you can belong. And it's a, it's a beautiful, powerful thing. And, and this morning, I want to encourage you because some of you here, you're at the verge of giving up. As you're reading the scriptures earlier on, you, you feel maybe a little bit condemned. But friends, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to tell you that you belong to God. And because you belong to God, there is hope for you. Because you belong to God, He will not let you remain where you are at. You might be at a bad place right now, but praise God, you've been set free and now you now belong to Him. And because you belong to Him, He is responsible for you. That itself is a great blessing. That itself is, is an amazing freedom. You know, just give you an example. You know, I own a dog. And because that dog belongs to me, when the dog poops, I can't just walk away. I can't just say that, you know, if people, I, I got to, you know, bend down and, 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 and take out a plastic bag and pick up the dog's poop because that dog belongs to me. And so God here is lovingly saying, friends, don't miss this. He's saying that you have been set free. Don't use this freedom for, for, for no good nonsense. But, but even in your moments of struggle, please understand that God will not leave you. He will not forsake you because you belong to Him. Yeah. Amen? And, 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 and I wrote here that, that more important than blessing is belonging. Yeah. A lot of times we say that God bless me, God bless me. But do you know, the, 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 you, you, because you belong, you are blessed. And, and, and it's such a beautiful, powerful thing. And because you belong, even though you're going through a tough time, you can still be blessed. Amen? And, and, and not only that, but because you belong to God, uh, it might look like some of these things, like, you know, uh, 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 you know sexual immorality, uh, uh, hatred, uh, uh, idolatry, uh, all these works of the flesh, you know, all these things sound very scary. They sound very corruptive. They sound very addictive. And maybe as you're reading this, your head goes lower and lower because you feel like, man, I'm failing in a lot of these areas. 
Friends, I want you to know, just because you're failing doesn't mean you will keep failing. Just because you are going through a setback now doesn't mean that God will leave you there. Because once you belong to God, you are set apart. Recently, there's been uh, this video that's been going viral. Some of you probably watched it. And uh, it's the Senate um, interrogation or interview of the CEO of TikTok. How many of you watched that, right? And uh, this senator, you know, is asking this CEO who, of TikTok, I, I, this message is not sponsored by TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> it's just, 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 just news. And uh, because America is, is nervous that, uh, you know, this, this social media app uh, is being used by, you know, another country to try to infiltrate and, and so they're they grilling the CEO. And they're asking the CEO, you know, like, like, you know, do you, you know, do you carry a passport of this particular country? And the person says, no, I'm, I'm Singaporean. Uh, 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 do you, do you, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, have you any links with this political party? You say, no, I'm Singaporean. You know, uh, do you, do you, you know, uh, uh, what, what nationality you say, uh, I'm, I'm Singaporean. You know, do you have American person? No, I'm Singaporean. And, and what, you know, ha- is happening here is that this senator doesn't understand that because you belong, Singaporeans will understand this, because you belong to Singapore, I'm not Singaporean, but, you know, so Singaporeans here, feel free to correct me. Um, because you belong to that country, it's like, I, I don't need these other things. You know, I know I, I've been seeing the comments because now I'm old and boring. So now I don't just watch videos. I go into the comment section because sometimes that's, that's a bit more crazy. And, uh, and I can see the Singaporeans going like, oh man, they don't know. They don't know. What do they not know? Some say, they don't know that when you're Singaporean, you can't hold dual citizenship. I'm like, yeah. The senator probably doesn't know. That's why he doesn't understand his response. What do you, what do you, why do you keep telling me that you're Singaporean? And then he says, and then another person says, he doesn't know that the Singapore passport is the most powerful passport in the world. Why would you need a Chinese passport? Why would you need an American citizenship? Singapore passport is number one. You know, some very proud Singaporeans there. And now I'm not Singaporean. I'm not here to promote Singaporean citizenship. But I'm saying that there's, there's, there's something there. Because the Singapore understands their worth. They go like, I belong to this country, and therefore, I do not need these things. And so we're talking about freedom. And God wants to set you free from these things. But the first thing He needs you to catch, is not only that you belong to Him, but is that because you belong to Him, you don't need these things. Because you have a better passport. Because you have a better citizenship. Amen? And so friends, I want us to really catch this. Amen? You belong. And, and not just that, but the Bible also says that we are called brothers and sisters. That means we don't just belong to God, but we belong to each other. You know, recently there was a research paper that was, uh, you know, released by Harvard University and they were talking about the ramifications of, um, you know, uh, uh, the social isolation brought about by COVID. And they realized that uh, just because someone has a lot of friends doesn't mean that they won't be lonely. And in fact, they say that, you know, uh, people with a lot of friends tend to be lonelier. And what individuals truly need, the research paper, this is not the Bible, this is a circular research paper, but they can see that what you really need is not 500 followers on Instagram. What you really need is one or two or three friends that truly care 
for you and are present in your life. And what's also very powerful is this, that we have been set free to belong. We belong to God. And because we belong to God, we do not need a lot of these things. But not just that, we also belong to each other. And in Christ, we can be called brothers and sisters. In Christ, there's now no more judgment, no more condemnation. In Christ, we can openly go to another person in church, for example, that truly cares for us and says that, man, I'm struggling in this area. Can you pray for me? And, and do you know that there's freedom there? There's both freedom to ask for prayer and freedom to enjoy the power of prayer because the Bible also says when two or three are gathered in His name, whatever we ask for, it will be done. Amen? The second point is this. We are free, free to what? Free to belong, but we are also free, free to behave. Behave. Behave in what? Behave in a different way. Now, I intentionally put belong first before behave because many times people think that in order for God to love me, I need to behave in a certain way, then he will call me his own. Then I can belong. But when it comes to the gospel, God calls you first. God tells you, hey, you belong to me. And because we belong to him, we're able to change the way we behave. Amen? And, and, and what kind of behavior? God is saying that, hey, friends, I know life is tough. And, and, and you wrestle with much. But here's the key. Here's the key. God has set you free. And not only that, filled you with His Spirit. That's another mark of belonging. You know, the Bible says that we have been given the Holy Spirit. Some translations say as a deposit, as a seal to prove that we belong to God. And, and not only do we belong to Him, the Bible says that this Holy Spirit will help you, will give you the freedom to behave in a way that is opposite. You have a new way to live. And this is so important for us as Christians because believing is important. We're saved by faith. But our belief must also affect our behavior. Otherwise, it can be argued that we do not truly believe. Amen? You know, if you really believe, um, let's say, for example, um, that uh, Gareth and Karine are not here. They are traveling with a family in, in Japan. So I'll use that as an example. So if you really believe that, you know, are you, that if you, when they come back, you go to their house, you knock on their door, and you wish them happy Chinese New Year. If you really believe that, that they will give you money, red packets to appreciate you, then you'll be there. You'll be there. You'll be there at the airport to pick them up <laughs> when they fly back. But if you don't really believe that, then you won't. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? You know? That's why you know, we, we, we really believe, some of you really believe uh, uh, you know, that, that you know, the, the, the plane can, can, can you know, uh, uh, is safe and can take you anywhere. And that's why some of you can just sit on the plane and you love flying, you love traveling, you know, and, and, and which is the opposite to Pastor Cat because she is still working trust issues with the, with the wheel of the plane. Um, my, my, my own joke that I like to play with her is that sometimes when you go through turbulence, you know, I just like to go, oh, no. Um, <laughs> You know, it's just, it's just like a little phobia of flying. Um, what we believe affects the way we behave, both in the positive and the negative. Amen? If you believe that this plane is untrustworthy, you're going to be nervous. Even if you give business class, you'll be nervous. I'm not sure. Pastor Kerr, if first class, will you still be nervous? 
Okay, yes, she says. <laughs> no, because how you believe affects the way you behave. And so first of all, you belong. And that helps us to change the way we behave. How do we behave? We walk in the Spirit. Let's, let's, let's look again, all right? Uh, um, uh, just a slide before this, all right? It, and uh, yeah, all these things, those who practice, okay, oh, sorry, next slide, oh, forgive me. Okay, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. When I was a younger Christian, I, I, I didn't understand there was a linkage. I just thought that, you know, the, the Bible was telling me all these things I shouldn't do. And then suddenly out of nowhere telling me the fruit of the Spirit and what, what it feels like. And then just says that, just, just now just keep living in the Spirit, keep walking in the Spirit. And I felt so lost. But as the Lord began to teach me, He's saying that, hey, look, uh, go back one page. The works of the flesh, verse 19, the works of the flesh, all right? Remember, the works of the flesh. What's the opposite? Next page. The fruit of the Spirit. And what, it took me a while to understand this, and so hopefully this will help speed up your process. God is trying to tell us that if you go with the flesh, it's going to cause you to work do, plot, plan, all these things that might feel good initially but will lead to your death and destruction. But how do you overcome? Does it say the works of the flesh are as follows and the works of the Spirit are as follows? No, it says the fruit of the Spirit. And God is saying that the key is for you to stay put in me because that's how you bear fruit. A tree needs to be planted before it bears fruit. And so God is saying that, hey, there's a lot of things, lots of temptations that are pulling you. Lots of people questioning you. You know, why you do this? Why you don't do that? No, don't be swayed by the opinions of other people. Be planted in me. I've set you free, so now you can be planted in me. How many know that we're not just free to wander, but we're also free to stay put? And God is saying, would you stay put in me? And when you do that, I will cause. How many know that the tree doesn't have to stress to bear fruit? If you don't believe me, just go. Go to an orchard, apple orchard, orange orchard, whatever it is. And then just go next to the apple tree or the orchard tree or the orange tree. And, 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 and do you hear this? Do you hear that kind of like toilet noises coming out from the tree? No. You don't hear forcing, you don't hear squeezing, you don't go like, no. The tree is just calm, just abiding, just planted, just bearing fruit. And God is trying to tell us that, hey, you've been set free. You don't need to entertain the noise of this world. You can be set free to be planted in me. And when you're planted in me, I will cause you to bear fruit. And it is these fruits that will help you to counter the works of the flesh. So let's very quickly just go through what those fruits represent. The fruits, or the, I shouldn't say fruits, I keep saying fruits, but it's actually the fruit of the Spirit. And how we ought to understand this is, is basically saying that the fruit of the Spirit, the byproduct of being planted in God, are these things. Amen? And all these things are one. It starts with 
Love, joy, peace, long-suffering or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So love, love, what does it mean? Well, let's not just use it as the fruit of love, but let's ask ourselves, what does walking in love look like? What does living in love with God and, and each other, because it's love your neighbours, well, how does that look like? I wrote here, living in love or walking in love is living in love for God and their fellow men. And God is saying that all these things that you struggle with, don't focus on them. Focus on me. Focus on loving me and loving other people. Let's just use one uh, you know, of the first two things as an example. One of the first two things uh, uh, of the works of the flesh are adultery and fornication, right? Adultery, we all understand, is marital unfaithfulness. Fornication means just, you know, uh, uh, just sexual immorality, just going nuts sexually, uh, sleeping whoever you want to sleep with and not caring for the sanctity of, of, of sexual purity. Now, these two, these two things are very unpopular in our modern world that we're living in. Nowadays, more and more people don't want to get married. They just want to move in together. Why? Because they say, if we, if, we, if we get married and the thing doesn't work out, we have to get divorced. So we just move in together and so if it, doesn't, if it works out, great, we're committed anyway. But if it doesn't work out, at least we don't have the, the, the issue of the, the, the thing of divorce hanging over our head. But when you think about it, it's really selfish. It's about two people going into a relationship and they want all the benefits, but then they also want an easy way out. Be careful when you date a person who wants the easy way out. And, and now, I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to condemn. Sexual morality, the world that we live in right now is sleep with whoever you want. Nobody can judge you. As long as you're not hurting people, go crazy. But the Word of God says that no, these things will lead to destruction. These things will lead to pain. And yet, these things are very attractive. If they're not attractive, the works of the flesh, then there won't be so much of it. Soho will be a very empty place. You know, those of you who've been to Soho in, in London, you'll see, wow, adult shop here, massage parlor there, you know, and, 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 and you know, all these things like, like you know, the, 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 the entertainment, the adult entertainment industry will be the, the, the poorest industry. No, it's one of the richest, most money-making, billion-dollar industry. Why? Because these things are attractive. It's hard. Those of us who have been addicted, it's, it's hard to let go. And yet, what is God saying? You know, force yourself, look the other way. No, he says, look to me. Do you see how beautiful it planted me? What's the fruit of love? Love. Love what? Love God. Love your neighbor. Because when you begin to love God and love other people and truly see them as loving, you cannot see them in any other way. The, the reason why we do all the horrible things is because we justify to ourselves that that person or that individual is not worthy of love. Let me use an example, okay? Let's, let's, let's talk about something a bit more harmless that maybe I'm not sure if people still do it nowadays anymore. Uh, you know, illegal download of movies. Okay, not download. Nobody downloads anymore. Streaming. Illegal streaming. Or if I want to really poke it, illegal sharing of passwords. Oh, the whole room just went really silent. Now, we justify. Why? Netflix doesn't need my money. 
Why? You see, why does just Netflix not need my money? Oh, they're a big corporation. They are rich. But do you realize what you're doing? You're, you're, you're now blanketing the whole of Netflix into this. What is Netflix? Is Netflix by itself a life? No, Netflix is made out of people. Again, this message is not sponsored by Netflix. I'm not getting anything from this. Okay. But just as an example, because it's a big name, you understand. Or, or Microsoft or whatever it is. Google. You go like, oh man, this, this Facebook. Because everybody hates, right? Facebook, meta, blah, you know. But you reduce that whole corporation into nameless, faceless. And because it's nameless and faceless, it doesn't deserve your respect. But if you begin to see Mark Zuckerberg as your neighbor, that's how Jesus teaches us to see. We don't want to see him as our neighbor. We want to see him and all the rich people, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, whatever. You want, we want to see them as just rich people that, that, that we can take from because they're so rich. It won't hurt them. Jeff Bezos doesn't need my money. I can, you know, share my Amazon Prime passcode or I can take this. And what you're doing, you're reducing them and justifying to yourself that they are not worthy of love and respect. Do you see how? It's not even about greed. It's not even about lust. It's about what these people can offer you. And God's antidote is to restore love is to go to the root of the problem. Walk in love. Live loving God and loving other people. Walk in joy. What does that mean? Exhibit gladness in what God has done, is doing and will do. Walk in peace and live in peace. Live in a way that's not defined by worry and anxiety. Walk in long-suffering and patience. Are you known for your temper or are you known for not having a temper and being slow to anger? Walk in kindness. Do you show concern for others and their needs? Or are you an individual that pretends not to hear when people are crying out for help? Walk in goodness, a life of virtue and holiness. Walk in faithfulness, a life that trusts in God's word and nature. Walk in gentleness, in humility, grace, showing grace and kindness to others, walk in self-control, in moderation, in saying no to the flesh, in sacrifice. This is what God is saying to us. Focus on Him. Focus on living the God life. Focus on pleasing Him. And then naturally, you will lose an appetite. You see, you are free, but you're not just free, unplugged. We are we're all, friends, we're all made to be plugged into something. And that's why the world, even if they're not religious, even they say, I'm atheist, but they will belong to something. A political party, a certain ideology, they, they will create their own religion and abide by it because we are created to worship. And God created us so that we can know Him and to worship Him. But when we are set free, we need to come back to that place of connecting with God again. Otherwise, we will lose the battle of the flesh. Amen? And so friends, you know, you've been set free and you can, you know, you can change the way you behave. And God's ways, God's wisdom, it's good for you. 
another reason why we should care the way we behave and work here is because, you know, we, God tells us to love our neighbor, love the people around us. And the truth is, a lot of people in this nation, they don't read the Bible. Constantly talking to my neighbors, I have to constantly explain to them again and again what I do because they just do not understand. Because they have no, their, their religious understanding is very low. I say, hi, I'm a pastor. They go like, what's that? You make pasta? No, I'm a pastor. It's from the Latin word for shepherd. I'm a, so you keep goats. No, 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 no. It's a religious term. Oh, what are you? Um, uh, I'm kind of like a vicar. Oh, you're a vicar? They give me a strange look. Yes, but, you know, less educated. Uh, and I dress more casually. Uh, and, and, and then they go, oh, okay, so where's your church? Oh, uh, we meet on Sundays in this particular building. But, but we are only there on Sundays. Why do you not have a church? Oh, uh, well, we, we haven't found a property worth buying yet. Is that allowed? Now, we can go on and on about this, right? And people don't know a lot of things, but they will know you. The world that we live in might not read the Bible, but they will read you. Your colleagues might not read the Bible, but they will read you. Your housemates might not read the Bible, but they'll read you. You can talk until the cows come home and explain to them about all the theological things and they still don't understand, but they will understand you and your actions. And that's why your actions matter, friends. You have been set free to represent Christ, so your actions matter. And so, friends, let's, let's, let's ask God, God, set me free. Amen? In, in the way I behave. Point number three, we have been set free to be about Okay? Belong, behave, be about. To understand this, let's read Luke chapter 2, verse 41 to 50. Luke chapter 2, verse 41 to 50 says this. This was Jesus, uh, something that happened to him when he was growing up. Uh, his earthly parents, they went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom. When they had finished the days, as they were returning, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. You know, it's, it's kind of like Chinese New Year season. And so, do you remember when you were growing up and you were, you know, you were celebrating and all the kids would be sitting at the kids' table? At, at like a reunion dinner. And all of them would be playing and all of them would be running around the house, whether it's your grandmother's house or grandfather's house. They'd be running about and the adults would be with the adults and the kids would be the kids. And this was a similar situation except that they were traveling in a big group because safety in numbers. And so sometimes the children would be playing among themselves, talking among themselves, keeping themselves entertained and then the adults would be walking and they were traveling one day before they realized, gosh, we lost Jesus. So if there's anyone here that felt like, man, you know, I feel like such a bad Christian sometimes. I've, I feel I've lost my faith. Don't, don't feel bad. Because even Jesus' parents lost him for a day, okay? So, so you're, you're, not, you're not that bad, okay? Physically, they could see Jesus physically and they still lost him. Okay, no, no. Just, just, just a joke. Um, God bless Joseph and Mary. Um, so when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem, right? Freaking out, seeking him. Oh no, we lost. We lost this very important gift that God has given us. 
Uh, and so it was that after three days, wow, in today's world, I think they'll be reported to child service. Anyway, uh, now, so it was that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. Wow, it's like 12-year-old Jesus asking the teachers, listening to them. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And so when they saw him, they were amazed that his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement at that time. God, in other words, okay, what I'm trying to get at in summary is this. God has set us free so that we belong. God's given us the gift of family. God has set us free so that we can change the way we behave, so that we do not need to be addicted and ravaged by, by all these things. In other words, God set us free so that we can enjoy freedom, freedom in Him, right? He's given us family, the gift of freedom, and now He's given us the gift of future. He's given us the gift of purpose. Now they've been set free. Now you have a purpose. You can be about something. You can be part of something bigger than yourself. And Jesus, even though He was so young, He was already so excited about the Father's business. And so friends, you know, we need to come back to the place of appreciating the fact that, wow, God, you set me free, but this freedom, there must be a purpose. And this purpose is so that I can serve others. This purpose is so that I can preach the good news. This, 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 this freedom is so that I can be about your business. In other words, you know, we have inherited a family business. Uh, my, my, my wife used to tell me that when she was growing up, uh, my father-in-law, her dad, would always tell her, girl, you better study hard. And, and, and she goes like, Why? Because I'm not a rich man. I don't have a family business that you can inherit. I'm not like your friends because she, 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 she happened to have a lot of friends who, who were rich. And they were, they, they, had, you know, they were all just kind of like you know, not taking school seriously because they all knew that whether they went to university or not, they're going to come out and end up working for the father's company and being made VP straight away. First job, VP. Second job, CEO. Anyway... <laughs> You know, and my father-in-law would tell Pastor Cat, you got to work hard because I don't have that kind of inheritance to give you. The good news is this, we have a family business. And, 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 and it's in the business of saving souls, it's in the business of making a difference, it's in the business of partnering with Jesus. And, and, and this is something that we have been set free to be about. You know, some of you are still struggling to understand why is this a free thing? Don't you see, it frees you. That means that as long as you're about God's business, you can, you're free to do whatever. You're free to be whatever. Do you, have you guys ever had a hard time figuring out your purpose in life? You know, sometimes I talk to students who are graduating and some, you know, I, I used to do law and I, I, so I know a thing or two about industry and I know also a thing or two about someone who looks defeated by the course. So every now and then, I'll speak to a third-year law student and I'll be like, hey, how are you? And they would be like, I'm okay. And I could tell, oh, you're at a crossroad. You're defeated. You're deflated. You went through three years of this course. You studied hard. And right now, 
you're not sure, you're disillusioned, you're not sure if you are supposed to do this. You're not sure. You're afraid that if you don't do this, you'll disappoint the people that have so much faith in you, but you're so afraid that you end up making the wrong decision. Oh, you look so depressed, you look so lost. But if you understand that I've been set free to be about the Father's business, then you've got nothing to be afraid of because, hey God, I just want to please you. That's what being about, okay, is. Because, you know, some of you know this, you're, you're all about something. You're, some of us here, you're all about gym. That's your life. It's gym life, bro. You're, every day you must work out. If you don't eat, it's okay, but you must work out. You don't watch TV, it's okay, but you must work out. Because you're all about the gym life. Some of you here, you're all about Instagram. Doesn't matter how many followers, doesn't matter who likes, you just need to gram, 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 take picture, take picture, take picture, take picture, take picture. Some of us here, I don't know, you know, I was talking to some students in Bristol and they came back from skiing and someone told me, Pastor, I'm all about the skiing life right now. I'm like, wow, all about the skiing life. Okay, okay. And they go from now onwards, you know, every holiday is a skiing holiday. I'm like, wow. I didn't want to ask them on whose money, you know, but... Uh, but we're all about. But if you're all about God, then even if you're unsure about life decisions, the Bible assures us that it's all going to turn out okay. So let me put this as an example. You go to law school, three years, you're not sure. Right? Now, if you don't have Jesus, man, you need prayer, you need Him. But if you have Jesus, nothing to be afraid of. God, I just want to please you. As a lawyer, I can please you, but even if... I don't end up being a lawyer. I can still please you because it's about pleasing you. And now suddenly you have confidence in your profession. You're, you're free. You know, those who are in the creative industry go like the, the, the most, you know, they, they love artists that, that have the freedom to create. And they say the worst artists are the types that are constantly uh, uh, trying to make money. They're pressured by the recording company. You must hit a number one. You must hit a number one. And so they can't try new sounds. They can't try new music. They, they have to be very formulaic. And that's why after a while, the, 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 the big superstars you listen to, uh, the songs all sound the same. Like K-pop, for example, all sound the same. It's all EDM and, and, and you know, Korean, Korean, Korean words, you know, uh, 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 break it down, drop the beat, dance move, dance move, uh, English catchphrase. That's the formula. And it might be fun for a while, but, but it's limiting. Do you see? There's no freedom. And God is saying that with me in your life, you can be an artist and can be free because it's not about climbing the charts. It's about pleasing Him. And, and when you please Him, you know, the, 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 it, it becomes enjoyable. Work becomes enjoyable. Your calling becomes enjoyable. And, and there's a freedom. And not only that, that, you know, that when you make God the center of your life, when you're all about God, you, you, you experience Him in a deeper way. Very quickly, can I just get the worship team up? Uh, not to play me out yet, uh, but just to help me with this illustration. Come on, come on, come on. Drummer, come on. Keyboardist, come on. Just come on. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, now. Now, who was the worship leader today? Okay. okay uh, Sam. So, Sam, stand in the middle. Okay. Sam in the middle. Okay. All the worship, uh, rest of the worship team, let's surround him in a circle. Surround him in a circle. Surround him in a circle. Okay. So, so, circle. Circle. Circle, okay, cool. Um, okay, I will join. Cool, circle. All right? So Sam's in the middle. We're all circling him. He looks like a square right now, but go with me, all right? Circle, square, is the same thing. All right? So we're surrounding him. Now, 
Let's say I'm preaching today. So I, I, I'm just humbly using this as an example. Let's say because I happen to be preaching today, uh, uh, let's say I, okay, maybe not me. Okay, because Sam's the biggest size. So let's say Sam is God. God, okay? Sam is God because his God is big. Sam is big, all right? So Sam is God, all right? Right? And then Rachel, because uh, no, Rachel, you're, 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 you're very smart, uh, you know, uh, and you travel the world. So you represent maybe like the ambition, right? The, 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 the ambition, the, the, the travel, the, the, the climb new heights, right? And, 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 uh, and then Ellie, because you work in the finance sector, so you represent money, 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 okay? <laughs> the, the money, 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 right? Uh, and then uh, I will be church, okay? Because uh, that's what you guys think of when you think of me, all right? So let's say this is Sam's life, right? If it's all about himself, then all these things will just be a thing in his life. Even God will be a thing in his life. And ambition will be a thing in his life. And, and, and finances will be a thing in his life. And then church might be a thing. Maybe not even a thing in his life. And what ends up happening is that Sam will live a life that's constantly being pulled in different directions. <laughs> right? So sometimes God is saying, Sam, come worship me. Oh God, I want you. Oh, but I also want ambition. Oh, but money is also very good. Uh, and church, uh, no, I don't want church. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. I just, I, I, you know, I believe in God. I don't, I hate his church, you know. So you know, then, then far, far away, that kind of thing. Okay? You see that Sam, there's no freedom. He's being tossed. He's in chains, invisible chains. And worse, worse, let's say Sam is going through something and he go like, God, I'm going through a, a, a tough time in my finances. So, so at least stand a bit further because tough time. So, so finances are a little bit out of reach, okay? okay, okay. Don't go too far. Don't go too far, okay? Okay, money come back. Okay, okay not, not so near. Okay, 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 okay. A bit far, right? And then you're asking, God, please help me in my finances. Do you see how far God is from the finances? Just, just, do you see it, right? Okay, Sam, try to touch Ali. Just stand where you're at and try to touch Ali. Can you? Right? And, 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 and in a way, to touch Ellie, God almost has to try to convince Sam, right? You got to go through Sam. Right? Now, now, if, because I'm running out of time, but if we're all about God, if we're set free to be about God, so God's in the middle, and then everything else surrounds God. Okay, uh, God, you can look at the crowd. It's okay. okay. God, God, don't show your back to the crowd. Okay, God. Right? And, and, and now, do you see, okay, God, a.k.a. Sam, can you touch us? Yeah? Yeah? No, easy? Yeah? Easy. Easy. Right? Right? So it's like, God, help me in my ambition. I don't know what to do. God, can you touch ambition? Easy. God, my money. Is it easy? God, uh, my, my church. Easy. <laughs> no, God, I, I need you. Easy. When you're all about Him. When you're all about Him. Thank you, thank you, worship team. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, you'll, you'll, you'll come up again soon, but you can go back first. Okay? This is freedom, friends. You see, it can look like it's boxed up, but no, it's freedom. Would you make your life about God? Amen? But start by understanding truly, truly, truly that God wants you to know and experience the joy and the freedom that you belong to Him. And, be, and out of that place of belonging, begin to work on your behavior. Amen?
And then before you know it, you realize that when I'm about, Jesus was all about, he was 12 years old, and he was all about his father's business. What does being about the father's business represent? Is it just putting God? Yeah. But it's also the things of God. I love that Jesus was there listening and asking questions. And when I read that, it felt like church to me. And even though for the illustration, you know, I, I, I played the role of church in you know, one, one corner, but in the eyes of God, there's really no separation. And because it's in church that we experience God. And so, you know, if you're unsure about life, come on, come back to that place. Make God front and center. And He's going to help you figure everything out. And even if you don't end up using your degree, there's still hope for you yet. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you that you love us and you set us free. And God, forgive us for the times when we, we did not appreciate what a big deal that is. But Lord, today, we're reminded by your word. Truly, Lord, what kind of love is this? That God will call us his children. So first and foremost, Lord, thank you for setting us free. And not only that, you set us free so that we have a place to belong. We're no longer orphans. We're no longer outcasts. We belong. We have a home. We belong. And because we belong, the things of this world, they, they're not that exciting. They're not that attractive. Friends, the more you find your identity in God, the more you find your belonging in God. Not only will He become bigger and clearer in your life, but the things of this world, they will become dimmer and more boring. And that's how God wants you to change. It's not, Christianity is not a moral code that you got to do this, can't do that. Christianity is about abiding in Christ and letting Him change you. But you're changed by Him. Don't be selfish with that change. Don't keep it to yourself. Jesus was about the Father's business. He couldn't help it. Friends, would you ask God for a new heart today? And say, God, I, I don't want to be numb anymore. Lord, bring me back to that place where I cannot help but want to share with people what God is doing in my life. I cannot help but want to love the people around me. Help me to be about you. Help me to put you in the center so that every area of my life is easy reach for you, God. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.